0: Welcome to the Educational Leadership Series, Lead Change in Education, where your co-hosts Adam Drummond and Mark McElmoyle talk with educational leaders across the country in ways that they're boosting student academic achievement and building collective teacher efficacy. Each episode is especially designed to examine the ways that you can be instructional change agents in your schools as you work to reform culture, instructional planning, learner engagement, and community advocacy in your schools or in your districts. Take the ideas from our guests and work to apply them in your schools so that you can be instructional change agents too. Welcome back to an exciting edition of Lead Change in Education where we talk with some of the best leaders across the country and how they are making changes to providing the best education for students and for their community. Mark and I are joined today by Dr. Melissa Patchke, who is a principal in the state of Pennsylvania. Welcome, Missy. Hi, good, great to be here, Adam. It is great.
1: Hey. Thanks, great Marty. to have you, Missy. We're you. looking forward to you know,
0: it. it. It's so great to have you on our show today because we know you have a variety of perspectives around the work that we do right now, and I think in the midst of this global pandemic, what we're finding is that lots, lots of educators are resonating around the specific strategies and ways that are being used to help them navigate where we're at today. And so I mm-hmm. think as we start, you know, what our listeners would just love to know, how are you? How are your students? How is your school? What is it that's currently on your mind right now?
1: Yeah. So um, along with the rest of the country, obviously, we're navigating the impacts of the coronavirus in our backyards. Uh, we are, our school district has a virtual options. So I'd say about 25% of our learners are at home in their living rooms, but about 75% are in person. And um, how we're doing overall as a system is we're doing f- pretty well. Uh, but the individual conversation I believe is where the the you matter happens. Because everybody has their own story. So I would say one of the things we're juggling right now is being effective in our communications, being transparent, and bottom line, taking care of each other.
2: Wow. So Missy, what does that look like when mm-hmm. you, we say taking care of each other? When we when we when we talk about that as leaders, and are you talking about your staff, mm-hmm. your students, the community I think the all yes, the above. Smart. What does that look <laughs> so- like? Um, as a school leader,
1: certainly we have to take care of ourselves and self care goes should be something that everybody is is prioritizing right now. but as a school leader, I need to take care of my staff i I need to make sure even just simply saying, "Are you okay being in tune with them making sure if I get a call on a saturday afternoon i 'm calling them right back people um, what i 'm finding is Teachers are worried about their students. Parents are worried about their children. Uh, they need to be cared for and communicated with, so that everybody can do their job. One of the pieces I think they have to hear from us is: you didn't create this. You're you're navigating it, and and you're not going to be wrong. Um, mm. So many. I feel like educators uh, that I've worked with, both in leadership and at the teaching level, practitioner level, are they wanna do it right. They wanna wake up and just have everything go really well for their students and their colleagues. And this is a, a situation where not everything is going to go really well. And that's a real struggle for some people internally.
0: Wow, that's, I mean, I, I, so many things I can already pull from the conversation. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I think just the, the phrase, right? you didn't create yep. this, you're now this. um. this. <laughs> And then let's navigate this together, together, right? Like that is such an inclusive approach
1: to where we're
0: at today, and so that inclusiveness, I think, is absolutely critical in the success for everybody.
1: Yeah, I love the way you said that, Adam, because people of all times, all human beings that are involved with this in our schools, whether you're five foot high or or forty five inches high you have to be able to trust that you're cared for. And that includes our our adults. Um, We have to make sure that we're there for people and that we're telling them not just that it's going to be okay, but I got you. And I love um, Todd Whitaker. He often refers to Mm. siding up with people. This is not a time to allow your own emotions to drive what's happening. It's a time to step back. Take a breath and say, What does this person approaching me really need for me right now? What can I do to just help them and make it better?
2: Yeah. I... So, Missy, when um, how do you show that? Like, mm-hmm. I heard you have 25% of your learners are, are I'm sorry, no. Are uh, so they they're doing live, or they in live instruction
1: on virtual capacity, and then about 75% of our students are face-to-face in person.
2: Have you seen any tricks and tips when you're connecting with uh, either your students or, or your staff or families on online um, through a screen? Is there anything that you're noticing? You sound <laughs> like you've got a learner stance to everything. And you said, you know, in previous conversation, you just said I've noticed. I've noticed. What have you noticed in terms of engagement right. with what I think is uh,
1: what has happened to our virtual world? It's become oddly real over the the past few months. There's no longer this this idea that I'm mm-hmm. not building a relationship because there's a screen in front of me. I'd say my best advice in our best uh, gigs is when we re- we reach through that and we engage children. And we bring out whatever it is that we typically use our tools in our toolkit to um, make learning fun and engaging. We do that through a screen. So, for example, um, we've had we've had surprise like uh, dance parties where all of a sudden, on a virtual in a virtual setting, uh, like our counselor and myself will jump into a class and, and take over and kind of just have fun with a group of kids. Um, we did a great, a great program where they, we had a little competition and the winning classes got to dress their teacher. So like a fourth grade class, they had the choice of maybe some funky sunglasses or a rubber nose, which do you want on your teacher? And so we went through this. By the end, the teachers were hamming it up and looking hilarious. And I'll tell you, laughter, it doesn't matter if you're behind a screen or you're face to face. It brings people together. It really does. So I th- I think my best advice would be look at how do I build community and how do I enjoy the time I'm spending with these people.
0: Yeah, I think you know this this piece around laughter and how it brings people together. I think for a lot of us, we are so caught up in all of the problems and the challenges that exist, um, and mm-hmm. feeling like we have to solve all of those that we're never in a mindset of of anything other than frustration and stress. And yeah. I think you provided a couple of great examples for our listeners that it's okay as a teacher, as a principal, to, to stop and do something that's enjoyable or fun with our kids. Um, yeah, because it. Go it, ahead.
1: Like today, we had um, I had my counselors go around with their iPhones and just pull a few kids out of in person class and have them on do a little recording of like silly kid jokes about snow because we're expecting a snowstorm this week. And so what we're going to do with that is we're going to just put use i like um, iMovie and we're going to make like a little funny joke string of our little kids telling jokes like a cute thing that we send out to our parents and our staff. You just got to have time to have fun. And um, the other thing, Adam, when you said about you know we're struggling to to help these teachers uh, be effective in these classrooms the one thing I have continually pressed with my staff is sometimes less is more. There's so much expectation to like shove so much at both the families and they, they feel like they can try to accomplish so much. So we have to back, not that we're lowering our expectation, but we're not expecting, you know, a a volume, a huge amount of stuff we're allowing the flexibility for kids to contribute themselves And that is both virtual and in person. So for example, in person, we're dealing with mask breaks, more outside recess, which there's a lot of benefits to all that, but it also takes a lot of instructional time. So if we slow down and look at what are those essential learnings that we truly need to get across, and we focus in on that, it allows everybody to breathe a little bit more. Well, and I think what
0: you've done there is you've, you've said, what I think you're saying is we need to provide clarity and mm-hmm. what we're doing as as educators, and provide that clarity for our students, and we do that by less is more, right? Like we can really do a few things really well. I mean, that's our that's our regular life, right? Like when we right. just narrow down to a couple things and really spend the time and effort in that, um, we get much better results than if we're trying to balance twenty eight things at the same time.
1: Exactly, exactly. And I think again, going back to just how we tend to be as educators is we have a vision of everything that could be accomplished or our perception of should be accomplished. And this is a time where we really have to look at the essential components because everybody as a human being has a lot of things going on. I have families that are really struggling to um, pay their bills or struggling because they haven't seen elderly, uh, like grandparents for months. And there's so much emotion around all of this. So. I like to say permission to be human. We've got to forgive ourselves and forgive each other. And even parents that, you know, they ask hard questions sometimes, and that's okay. But there's not always a clear answer. It's very case-specific sometimes.
0: Yeah, so I would love to circle back to something that you said right at the very beginning. Um, great mind to Like, Well you go that's there? That's where Mark. I was going to
2: go, Adam. Yeah, Absolutely. Well, I'm only mm-hmm. assuming, like Missy. There's so many nuggets that can uh, act as a kind of as a compass to our work that I've gotten from this short conversation already. But I hundred percent. I, uh, 100%, that I you're talking love it. that self care mm-hmm. piece. Yeah, because you've you've spoken such wisdom louder in the back. How do you take care of yourself? And, and how have you seen other leaders around you and your PLN across the country yeah, yeah. really prioritize so that? So the first
1: thing that comes um, to mind what, what is to mind? Uh, gratitude and just be, finding what's working right, being intentional with circling up with both fellow school leaders and like you said, networks that uh, normally keep us engaged and thinking of new ideas. Now they're somewhat of a survival tool of just realizing that, Hey, we're all in this together and and this person over here has some great ideas and uh we're going to how can I implement that here? I would say in a in a state of just being gracious for everything that's working well and that the majority of us are not battling, you know, d- this virus at the present moment and that we're able to come to school and we're able to do these things. So that that would be the number one. I think also I would say Intentionally reaching out to other people and finding out if they're okay. It helps because you're having that conversation, and just for example, um, it's it's reciprocal in the sense that if you're we're, if you're thinking, oh, I haven't heard from my colleague Sue for a while, and I call Sue just to say, hey, Sue, how you doing? I haven't heard from you. She's going to say, hey, missy how you doing? And all of a sudden, we both feel better. So, I I think we can't get lost in the busyness uh, and the the negativity of what we're dealing with, we have to seek out help to try to support other people, which honestly will help support us as well. And then there's always the, you know, the infamous drink lots of water, eat really healthy, make sure you get out of that zoom chair and exercise. Um, Plus, you know, we've got some family and puppies around and things that are just not school related that are important
0: as well. I think, you know what, you really resonated with me. And I think it's because I just experienced it, right? That whole idea of connecting with folks you haven't heard from, Uh, Mm -hmm. you know, in the last, gosh, probably six weeks, I've reached out on four different occasions, just to folks who are important in my life. But as we've gotten busy, you know, we may have, the conversation, the relationship may have dropped off a little bit. And in each of those times that I've reached out, I have felt so much better just as a person and just in in life at the end of that experience or that conversation um, that I I think we can't underestimate the importance of a phone call um, or even jumping on a Zoom meeting with someone, right? Just to see their face.
1: Um,
0: And so I'd really encourage our listeners to think about that. You know, just maybe once every five to seven, nine days, who's somebody that it's in your life, past, present, that you could reach out to and say, hey, how are you?
1: Mm-hmm. I love that, Adam. I teach a graduate course um, through a local university and we've been on virtually uh, because of the situation. But just uh, you wouldn't believe the positive feedback I get on, on just uh, allowing teachers to talk on Zoom and breakout rooms and small groups because they can connect with people that they don't normally connect with. And they they just get the sense that, oh, my gosh, this isn't just me. Everybody's kind of in this. it it provides them a sense of, um, connectedness. Yeah.
0: And I I think, you know, as, as we go into this Christmas break, holiday break, um, over the next two to three weeks, this is an opportunity for us to really connect, um, connect with family, connect with friends and use some of this time to really focus on our own self-care. And, you know, Missy, it's been great having you on our show today. Um, our for our listeners you know I I hope you were able to go back and even listen to this a couple times I mean I have a page of notes of inspiration already (laughs) Missy and we only had you know 15 16 minutes here um and so our listeners I highly encourage Mm -hmm. you to um take some of the great advice that Missy shared with us but also connect with her in social media and you can follow uh Missy at Twitter and her hash or her handle is at Melissa Patchkey and Patchkey is spelled P-A-T-S-C-H-K-E and I I guarantee that if you follow her on Twitter you will not be Mm -hmm. disappointed. That inspiration and excitement that you hear from her today um, echoes in the work that she does in all of the different jobs she has um, in, in really helping prepare folks for the future.
1: Thank you, Adam. Thank you, Mark. Hey, one last thing I just would throw out there, find ways to grow. When we're growing, we're learning, we're happy. And even during these types of times, take a little risk, get out there and do something different. It really does make it, it really makes a difference. Well,
0: and I think, you know, have knowing all three of us, you know, not only growing, but looking for ways to grow within your profession too. Um, yes, personally, but also professionally. Um, and so looking at your state or national principal associations, I know all three of us have been connected to ours over time. Um, and I think that we all three would agree that that's a great avenue if you're looking for a way to grow professionally.
1: Yeah, well said.
2: Missy, it's been an absolute privilege to talk to you and, and get to know you and meet you. And you've got my mind going in about a million different directions. So I look forward to uh, re listening to this uh, segment. And, oh, and thanks, learning Mark. From you it was great to meet you. Staying too. connected. Thank you.
0: Thanks for joining another exciting episode of Lead Change in Education, where we talk with educational leaders just like you and how they're boosting student achievement and building collective teacher efficacy. Tune in to our weekly podcast by joining and subscribing to the podcast platform that works best for you. You can also follow Adam at Adam D. Drummond or Mark at MWHS Principal. On Twitter. You can also find us on LinkedIn, and you can use the hashtag LeadChangeEd to stay up to date on all of the exciting things that are happening in education related to our podcast as well as the work that we do each and every day. Until next time, be the change you wish to lead in your schools.